And welcome back to a very special Florida Man episode. As very promised, special. It's very special. It, it is very special. Listen, we promised that we were going to bring you the fantasy football show, and here it is. If you've already drafted your team, don't freak out. We've got some sleepers that may still be on your radar to check on. No, get out of that league and just go <laughs> do a whole new one because you messed up. <laughs> and if you haven't done so yet for your draft, you're in luck for some great insight from the pros of pros when it comes to fantasy football. Of course, as always, I know you've heard him on what not to do. My partner in crime here, Johnny Cinco, is here with me. <laughs> but let's jump right into it and give the people what they want. What do they want? When it comes to the first round, the top three players on my mind, the top three players on your mind, Johnny, I'm going to kick us off. Go ahead. I, I don't care if you have the first pick, the fifth pick, or the tenth pick. If Jamar Chase is there, you draft Jamar Chase, period. Circle it up. This kid is entering his third season with Joe Burrow. Even with injuries and missing five games last year, he saw a utilization usage of 24-29% target share when he's playing. He's a top five among wide receivers when it comes to touchdowns, end zone targets, and fantasy points per game in both of his NFL seasons. The best part about this, Johnny, and why he is the number one, no questions here, is that he is now Joe Burrow's clear number one. He has separated from T. Higgins and what was the second most passing touchdowns in the league last year. Tell me I'm wrong. No, I, I'm not mad at that pick there. I mean, for me, when I'm thinking of the can't misses, the top three, right? it's it's exactly that. It's somebody who's a definite. And, you know, Chase, you can put in that mix. Um, for me, listen, there are three things guaranteed in life. Mm -hmm. Death, taxes, and Travis Kelsey being <sighs> the elite top fantasy tight end available. The last six, well, six of the seven last years, he's been the top guy. That one year, he wasn't a top guy. He was number two, barely missing out to Andrews was only because Mahomes got hurt. Okay, he's so good that he would have finished as the sixth running back last year behind Nick Chubb, and he would have finished as the fifth wide receiver right behind Diggs. It's about consistency and domination that we really haven't seen since in fantasy football since Brady. You know, with the exception of last year, it was his last full year, he's always been consistent and dominant. It's a can't miss, and we're talking about can't misses here, it's Kelsey. Yeah, I mean, that's not a bad pick, right? Uh, he's, I mean, it's not a bad pick. No, well, that, is a, 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 well, that is a can't miss. Don't tell me it's not bad. You say, Johnny, that is amazing it's, insight. It, it, it's not a bad one, and here's why I say that. I have a big problem with drafting a tight end in the first round. Yep. If you're going to pick a tight end, you have to pick Kelsey. That's it, yeah. Just, just so, I, so I, I'll agree with that, but here's what I'll also tell you, you know, doing a little research on who we should pick. I, you know, I go to the lab, right? I go do go, this work. Go to the lab, okay. 50% of tight ends who have finished top five in PPR have been drafted in the 10th round or later. Yep. So all, that's just to say, again, you draft Kelsey, I get it. But hey, short of that, you don't have to be a top 10 tight end to be scoring points in the league. Listen, Kelsey's the only exception. What The rule you just said there, like, okay, yeah, who the heck is going to want to draft a tight end in the first or even second round? If it's Kelsey, you do. I just explained the reasons why. I mean, Kelsey isn't just a tight end. He's the number one option in a high offensive team. Mahomes is going to tear it up. Kelsey's his go-to guy. Hill's gone, has been gone. So it's obvious that Kelsey is that dude. So if you're talking about the greats, there's only been a few, the Gronks, the Tony Gonzalez, those guys, Antonio Gates, that really, that really, that really yeah. separate themselves in that position. Mm -hmm. And Kelsey, 
when it's all said and done, arguably you'll be the best tight end in history. So right now, it's don't feel bad about picking Kelsey with your first pick. That's where I was but going. But <laughs> the top guys, I'm telling you, I'm giving you the guys you're gonna get from me are can't misses. You are not going to miss with these guys. And Kelsey's my number one. Okay. Uh, for my number two, as far as our top three that we would go with, and listen, if you can't get the best player in Jamar Chase, you get the best running back in 2023, and that's gonna be none other than Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey can't stay healthy. Christian McCaffrey, that's who he is. He's had his first full offseason where he's healthy. He's ready to play for the Niners on his first full year being healthy, knowing that playbook, knowing the system. Here's one of the biggest things to note on this team. You've got Brock Purdy coming into year two post-surgery with his elbow. And so now you're going to be doing dump passes. Now he's going to have to take more of a load to carry the team. And so I've got McCaffrey as the best running back this year with 1,500 yards rushing and receiving. I'll add that I think he's going to, I don't know exactly how many touchdown prediction wise, but it's definitely going to be in double digits. Best running back. You're going to need him. Christian McCaffrey for number two. What do you say, Johnny? You, you see, well, I'm trying to, you know, school my boy Chris here, and I'm trying to go ahead and, and explain. These are can't misses. And then what Christian just did was kind of contradict himself with can't stay healthy Christian McCaffrey and then tell you how he's a can't miss. Christian McCaffrey is a beast. And I, we'll get we'll talk a little bit more about him here. But my only problem with McCaffrey is just that is that he can't stay healthy. So for me, as amazing as his upside is, a, you, a can't miss can't be you know injury prone. But for me, my number two guy, baby, Miami Dolphins Hill. You, how can you lose? He's the focal point of a completely revamped Dolphin offense. He finished second in the league in receptions last year, receiving yards. And finished third in targets of 170 targets. In game where Tua and Tyreek were in the field together, he'll average seven receptions, 108 yards, 10 and a half targets per game. Okay? I don't know. You can't beat that in fantasy-wise. Okay? He's been consistent and dominant, which is what I'm talking about. These are can't-miss guys. And the, the trend here is consistent and dominant. Okay? The, the only what-if is Tua. Tua's health can make that a little bit of an argument here. But even with somebody else on the field, you're not going to get the prime numbers from Hill, but you're still going to get a number one receiver. So he's, no matter where he goes, wherever, who's throwing the ball to him, Hill is the primary option on a high a high offensive team. The game plan with the Dolphins is the same as the Chiefs. Throw the ball, baby. My and they're going to throw it to Hill. My brother Johnny here is like a walking contradiction. <laughs> You're saying that McCaffrey can't stay healthy. I'm telling you that McCaffrey had a full healthy year last year and mm -hmm. that he had a summer where he's healthy. Okay. And now we're talking about a guy who is depending on a quarterback who can't stay healthy. And so for me, for you to say that he has a non, you can't, you know, you have to pick him number one if he's available on your board. I can't understand how you have a wide receiver there who is dependent on a quarterback that has the question mark that Tua does this I, season. I just explained that you will get your, your, the, the upside with Tua being there. If Tua being the guy, you're okay. going to get max value. Right, in the second if, part. if Tua's not there, you're still getting it. Okay. You, you can't, I'm telling you that we're only discussing that injury. Injury is always a problem across the board. You're always going to have that problem. If we're talking about a QB wide receiver duo, you're always going to run the risk. Man, if that starter gets hurt, it's going to affect my wide receiver. Yes, Captain Obvious, that's how it works. So you're always going to have... Some you know some production is going to go down when the backup is coming in. However, you can rely that even with that happening with Hill, you're going to be fine. He's still the cheetah. He's still going to go ahead and 
blazed past everyone. He still got those hands. You can't be worried about that. Scared money doesn't make money, folks. So my, you can't my, sit my, here my and boy, be like... My boy just called Cheetah good hands and a cheetah. What in the world? Okay. Okay, he's the so, cheetah with good hands. Pay okay. attention. Okay. All right. So... For as far as folks, teams that you need, the players that you need to draft, rather, I've told you already who I have as far as number one and number two. Let me give you number three because, again, it's a draft. You may have the fifth pick or the seventh pick. And if that does happen and Shaquan Barkley is on the board, you take Barkley. Talking about great running backs, he's going to be the second running back that I would have on my list. And here's why. At 26 years old, he's what I call a running back in his prime. For me, a running back in prime is 26 because of the short shelf life that a running back has. He's franchise tagged this season. He's got a lot of reasons to play. And also, they paid Daniel Jones. So a ridiculous amount of money. They're going to be de- they're going to be depending on Barkley to make Jones look good. So I have him at about 1,700 yards this year. Because they're the Giants, I can't say that they're going to have more than 10 touchdowns for him. But still, circle it in. If the other two guys I mentioned are not there, you got to take Barkley. Those are the top three that I have for you. Uh, for your fantasy draft this year. See, here's where Chris and I differ on our fantasy philosophies, if you will. Chris, if you notice, it's mainly running backs or his can't misses there. The league has changed. You know, if you haven't noticed, the trend is essentially, you know, you want to go towards wide receivers. And Kelsey, I put in that mix. That's why he's a tight end, but like, he's getting the ball. He's getting the ball as much, if not more, than the top receivers. And the league has changed to a f- pass first. Okay, the... Projections for for catches, um, every excuse me, all the all the protections are in place for catchers. Running running backs don't have those same protections by the league. That's why the injury rate is so high. So that's why for me, I recognize the great running backs in the league. But guess what? There are only five. There are five running backs that are legit. That are like you know what? I'm not mad at you for taking them. However, understand I'm talking about can't miss guys. Because the league protects the receivers, it protects quarterbacks. They don't protect running backs. So you're taking big chances on that. You know, to your credit, Barkley, yeah, he's one of the top five uh, receivers in the league. Which is Excuse what me. I was talking about. One of the five running you're backs. Welcome. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. He is one of the five there. You know, but the problem with, with Barkley, it's anything else, health issues. You know, like McCaffrey gets, gets it's uh, injury prone. He didn't have a full healthy year last year. I mean, he's a beast. I give him props on that. He as well is one of the top five running backs in the league. He can run concerns, but that you know, it's that's the issues. Josh Jacobs from the the Raiders. This guy, twelve hundred yards averages. Let, let, let me pump the brakes here while you're naming these running backs, Donnie. Let me ask you a question. You picked a wide receiver in Hill, right? earlier yes so let me ask you a question does hill actually take like five or ten runs during the game does he take about 10 snaps and runs the ball no if, okay. if, if he runs the ball he's probably okay. about once or twice okay because that. barkley gets about four or five passes thrown at him at least and runs the ball how did that that's work out reason, from last that, year did, the, did he play did he play a full 17 games last year and 90 percent of the league doesn't play a full 17 games that's, what's that's, your point that's that's inaccurate 90 percent that's not accurate what i'm saying is exactly what i'm saying that you're, you're protected more with wide receivers than running backs now to your credit the top running backs are Barkley. Uh, 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 you mentioned Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey. Yep. Uh, um, I, I, Josh Jacobs, who 1,700 yards last year on that garbage Raiders team. That's impressive. And the best back, in my opinion, this upcoming year is Chubb. You know, so 1,500 yards, <laughs> Chubb with that O-line. Oh. 12, this year, Chubb is going to tear it up. So those are, the, those are your backs. The guys I mentioned are your backs. You got Chubb, McCaffrey, Jacobs, Barkley, and Jonathan Taylor. The only problem with Jonathan Taylor is we don't know what's going to happen with this guy. That's the only issue I have with Jonathan Taylor is that, you know, he's 
uh, could pull a Le'Veon Bell, but the guy is amazing. And we don't know, and the owner kind of pissed him off. But the last guy I was referencing here, so for me, the, 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 the top guy, the third pick for me is none other than Devontae Adams. Okay. Mm. An- another wide receiver. Okay. I mentioned the top running backs that we had because Christian has all his running backs. They're legit. But those guys can miss just because of the way the league is structured. Now, there was a time where fantasy managers are cautioned to avoid wide receivers who had changed teams in previous off seasons. That limp was gone after Hill, after A.J. Brown. They changed team and they just dominated. Now, Adams finished the last year with a terrible quarterback and still finished with the third most PPR points and, and with Cars as quarterback. He wrapped up the, se- the, the year with 100 catches, 180 targets, 1,500 yards receiving, and led the league in touchdown passes there. Now, he has a healthy Garoppolo that is an upgrade from Carr, who has a lot more okay. to prove in a pass-happy offense led by the pass-happy guru and Josh McDaniels. Can't miss Devontae Adams. Yeah, that's a that's a cool story. And part of your story that you just said right now, Johnny, you literally on one side of your mouth said how the Raiders team is horrible and how they suck. And then one of your can't miss candidates is the guy that's on that team. I will not understand people that are listening right now saying this guy's just talking out of both sides of his mouth. And mm-hmm. by the way, when you say that Carr is was excuse me, you say Garoppolo is better than Carr. That is not true statistically. That is not true in any facet. And, and I'll talk a little bit more about that. So I disagree with you there. I see Devontae Adams having a worse year than last year. There's no question about that. Okay, so you're talking about yeah. that. Let's move on to the players that oh, we I feel who it. are going to like completely like, no, you I stay away it. from these players. We each have three players that we talk about. They stay away. Red light, red light. Now, let me, let me <laughs> make sure you guys understand something here. Now, when we're talking about stay away from these players, what we mean is stay away from the early rounds. Now, if you get into the later rounds, anybody, you, you can't pick, if you can pick up these players we mentioned in the later rounds, whether it's eighth round, ninth round, of course you're going to take them. Yeah, I'm just taking a lot of these picks that we're referencing are usually, you know, something you're going to pick up first, second, third round. We're just telling you, hey, you avoid these guys in the early rounds and you have other options. So who's your so, guy, Chris? So let's do this in reverse. Uh, instead of going like top three, starting with number one, I'm going to give you number Either three. Just because, just because of, of how we took this. And just by the way, side note, we'll talk a little bit more about this, but I would avoid about 90% of who you drafted this year. <laughs> but since we can only pick three, I'm going to start uh, at number three. You, and you, I'm getting you. goosebumps about this because thank it's you. Devontae Adams. Oh, so, at number so three, Adam, you stay so Adam, away from Devontae can't, Adams. I can't miss his stay away. Okay, okay and, and listen to this, guys. Go You're ahead. 30 years old with a 56% catch rate was worst of his career last year. Again, like I said earlier, Garoppolo is a short yardage game manager. So he's going to be throwing to what's going to be a 30-year-old disgruntled receiver after week four. Doesn't make sense. His only salvation is going to be mid-season trade. You're going to, you heard it here first from the Florida man. This kid's going to get traded. He's going to be frustrated. If he's not available in the fourth round or less, Stay away from Devontae Adams. He's going to disappoint you. If you had him written down with what Johnny said in his earlier rant, go ahead and cross it out. Avoid Devontae Adams. This guy had a career year last year. He went from Aaron Rodgers to Derek Carr and had a career year, led the league in touchdown receptions. And somehow you're saying that Garoppolo's not an upgrade. Listen, I'm not telling you that this guy is Brady. What I'm telling you is that Garoppolo is a game manager, but he is an upgrade from, from Carr, much more accurate, and more importantly, Garoppolo's healthy. You know, he's healthy, he's pissed. The only one disgruntled here is going to be Garoppolo. Disgruntled, he got a massive contract in Adams. So he's led the league in, 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 in touchdown receptions, 
and had career highs in yardage and catches and targets, but somehow he's disgruntled. He's not. That Those numbers are only going to go up. He's going to have a big year. And I mentioned that the Raiders, yes, the Raiders had a terrible offensive line, and Jacob still got 1,700 yards. So they've improved all these things here. The Raiders are no joke this year, and Adams is going to go ahead and tear it up. So because Garoppolo is healthy, right? That, that helps. Oh, like McCaffrey and Barkley, right? Next, who do you? <laughs> who's the second player? Go oh, boy. The, the league <laughs> protects the quarterbacks and receivers. They do not protect the running backs. Okay. So good luck with that here. So I don't know what you're referencing on that. So your guy, your guy is uh, is my my can't miss is your guys to avoid. Okay, I'm gonna tell you a who's real number three, a who's real number three to player avoid? to avoid. Number three here. Okay, you ready? It's gonna be your boy Hopkins. Your boy Hopkins. He goes, wow. gets released by the Cardinals, and he goes ahead and gets signed by none other than your uh, your former hometown. Yeah, there okay. In the, in the, uh, okay. Titans. Okay, listen. The fake news in full effect. Go listen, ahead. Listen, Hopkins is playing on a team who has a run first offense, an aging wide receiver. Listen, I get you know what I get from the vibes from this serious Julio Jones post Falcons Falcons vibe. Okay, it's it's something to where like I said, it's a run first offense. With a QB with no real arm or accuracy in Tannehill. So I don't expect anything. I don't care if he's their first option. Hopkins is going to be the same production that Julio Jones had for um, uh, every team he played to after the Falcons. You know, I'm a little conflicted going back and forth with you on this because of previous episodes where we talked about him and how we I congratulated him rather on his contract and everything they did. Right. But at the same time, when you say that they are a running first team, Johnny, you do also know that they're an aging running team. You also do. You know that, right? So that means you're saying they're not going to run this team through Derrick Henry. I'm saying that he's not going to get as many touches. Did you or I have him circled in as a number one pick? Did we? No. Who, Henry? Yeah. No, I just mentioned to you, there's five five running backs that matter. The rest, they're different tiers. They're different. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to, again, I'm going to agree with you that he shouldn't be drafted maybe in the first or second round, but he should be drafted. He deserves to be drafted. What round do you you expect him to be drafted in? Henry? No. No, Hopkins. (laughs) Hopkins. Yeah. For me. Hopkins deserves to be drafted, right, but what round? he's for, it's simple. I would not draft him anything. The earliest I would draft him was round seven. Okay, I right, see that, that was I agree with that seventh round. Yeah, okay. but the thing is that this is why I'm referencing these players to avoid because Hopkins is a name. Yeah. It's something to where people see it. Like Hopkins, like this isn't Hopkins. You know, like this from the the Texans. This isn't Hopkins from the Cardinals. This is Julio Jones with the Bucks. You know, wow. this and that's that's really what you're getting, and it's you. A lot of players picked up Julio Jones playing for the Bucks, expecting Julio Jones, and you didn't get Julio Jones. You got, I don't know, man. You got. He had that one reception that was good, and then after that, yeah, that's it. Yeah, it was. That's not helping you fantasy wise. Well, well, speaking of players that you should stay away from in the early rounds, if not altogether, circle this one, folks. Calvin Ridley, stay away from him. Calvin Ridley, listen, listen. Do not draft him. Let, Let me tell you why. You can't draft a guy who missed most of 2021 with injuries and all of 2022 for being stupid. That's number one. Okay, number two, he finished fifth place back in 2020. That's the highest he's ever done as a wide receiver. Jacksonville has zero talent at wide receiver short of Christian Kirk, who is already the go-to for Lawrence. So you know what that means, guys. It means that the team will be doubling up on Kirk and Ridley all season until he can prove to stay healthy and available on the field more than 10 games in a season you heard it here first from the Florida man. Stay away from Calvin Ridley. No, that's a complete nonsense. I, I, oh, boy. I understand what you're saying, that he Jeez. wasn't here. Trevor Lawrence is set for a 
career-changing year. And he's going to rely on Ridley. Yes, Kirk is number two. Ridley is number one. This guy is going to get 1,500 to 1,700 yards. Oh, okay? my god! He's going to have I a am so glad we're recording this. Year, a monster year. Okay. If you're going to go ahead and say, like, oh, yeah, he's not going to. No, it's, it's going to happen. It's going to okay. be interesting. Now, for me, let's talk to my second guy to avoid, guys. Now, what I'm referencing to avoid, like I said, don't pick this guy up early. Don't, don't fall for the low-hanging fruit. And that's Austin Eckler. Okay, listen. Whoa. I know that name, and I like that name. He's he's been good. He, he, but the problem is that okay, last year he set a career best six and a half targets per game. He dr- increased his production to about five you know yards per per game per carry. Excuse me. So why wouldn't you take him? He's going one or two in most leagues. Okay, this was listen. His production last year was because. Justin Herbert struggled through a rib injury that affected his throwing. Also, Mike Williams and Keenan Allen both missed plenty of time, meaning Eckler was the only option. You know, so his numbers aren't really true. So he's an outstanding, he having the second tier of running backs in this league, but to take him one or two, do not do that. Let some other fool take him. There are plenty of other options there. Okay, Austin Eckler is a good running back. So I'm not dogging him, but for me, you know what? I would I would take in, in the position that Austin Eckler's coming in, which you're going to take him two or three, when the top guys are taken that I mentioned. You know what I have right outside that top five? Robinson, the rookie out of Atlanta. Now, that's something to where I'm like, oh, uh, you're talking about a rookie, a brand new rookie that sits here. Yeah, it's it's Robinson. He's going to be, he's, he's somebody, Atlanta ran the ball 36 times a game last year. So why are they going to change that this year? They're not going to change that. And Robinson, you see him in college, he's a beast. So I expect him to have even a better season than Eckler. So for, for round one or two, avoid Eckler, pick him up in the later rounds. If he's available, four, five, fifth round, if he's available, goes that far, go ahead. But most people are picking up one or two, avoid Eckler. No, Eckler's going in the first round. And to, to all of our fans that are listening, I, I got to apologize real quick just for a second because I, I just feel like sometimes we get a little confused or we get a little overexcited about things. The fact that you're thinking that Eckler would be available in the fifth or sixth round or fourth round, is it's just it's ludicrous. It's not going to happen. Yeah, it's, it's and, not. And, and, and furthermore, furthermore, the only thing that I'll give you on Eckler and why you shouldn't grab Eckler is because I said 26 is the prime age. I think he's 28. So he is a little bit older now. That's the only thing that I will give you. Um, as far as age goes, he's a little bit older. But short of that, I mean, at the end of the day, you've got a guy who is a bona fide catcher, runner, everything in between. Uh, guys, uh, here's, here's sorry, Johnny. Austin, I, can't, I can't stand with Austin, Austin Eckler has already talked consistently about not wanting to do the dirty work between the tackles so it can be more explosive. So you have a guy already like, I don't want to do this. It doesn't I don't matter. Tackle. It's like he's job, aging coach. and complaining about having to do more than run. Okay, so something like that. Avoid taking this dude in the early rounds. I'm not saying Eckler's not a beast. He's a beast. But you do not pick him up with your first or second round. If he's available, three, four, five, then you then you go ahead and floor with that option. But like I said, if he's available, I would rather have the rookie and Robinson over Eckler in that position, three, four, five. Oh, okay, well, I guess we're going to have to go back to players that we shouldn't be drafting. I'm going to have to take the ball back here. And I'm going to give you the number one player to stay away from in 2023. Listen in, folks, because this is a big deal for us, or for me anyway. The entire Arizona Cardinals team, <laughs> the whole team. Write, write avoid, that down. Write down. The, the whole team. Look, you, look, they're All already right. playing for a draft pick. They have no idea when their starting QB is going to return from injury. Poor Marcus Brown has no one to throw him the ball, and they'll be closing the box in for James Conner, who's often injured. 
The kicker, Johnny, the kicker may not even get points. I mean, it's that bad. So write this down. Entire Arizona Cardinals team as number one. Don't draft any of them. I, I Listen, I get it, and you're, you're not wrong, but you are a little bit. Meaning, a team like this is going to struggle. So, Connor, injury prone. Listen, <laughs> Murray is... Not very good to begin with. So, like, I'm, he's, <laughs> these fools thing. gave him that contract. So, yeah. what's going to happen is that something's going to come from this team, meaning it's going to be the uh, Connor's backup, or somebody's going to uh, emerge from this hot garbage of a team <laughs> and, and actually score some points. So, be on the lookout for Arizona uh, just to go ahead and pick up somebody in the waiver wire, somebody that we're not talking about here because we don't know yet. Because you're right, right Hollywood Brown ain't getting any. I don't know who's going to yeah. throw him the damn ball. So maybe this backup comes out of nowhere. I don't know. Just keep an eye on them for the waiver wire. But uh, a better selection, so you want to see here and talk about that, the entire Arizona Cardinals. You want to avoid Odell Beckham Jr. Okay, so Odell is done. Okay, there's, there's no doubt that the Ravens overpaid for Odell in part to entice Lamar Jackson to make sure that you delivered on their offseason talk about rebuilding the receiver room. Okay, he... Um, what was fully healthy to start the season? What two years ago? Like he hasn't really played a lot of football. He played a little bit of football with the Rams. He came in the right time, won the won the Super Bowl, and missed the entire year. And he's not really there. They made this move to entice Lamar. I'm not 100 percent sure that Odell is. Forget about Odell being at 30 years old, his age, and 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 being that he's a 32 or. or or uh, you know, year old receiver. He's a thirty-plus-year-old receiver with a bum knee, mm. and you're expecting something from him. So you're looking at the name. It's very much like we're referencing with Hopkins. You see a name, you think something. Guys, this is not Odell with the Giants. Beckham, when he was with Cleveland, didn't have a good quarterback to throw him the ball, and he suffered. Now he's going to Lamar Jackson, who, in, former MVP. He can run the ball, but Lamar hasn't shown that he can sling that rock consistently. So unless he's throwing to Andrews, because I, I don't see Odell doing much of anything this year. So like I said, if you want to try him in the later rounds, go ahead, but you avoid Odell. Odell's another guy, seven, eight, nine, and plus rounds. You go ahead and take that chance. That's what, that's what I was going to ask you. I was going to ask you, do you think he's even uh, attainable, right? Should we even get him or should you just let him go all the way? Should you get him at a later round? So, but you already answered. So seventh, eighth Yeah, it's, it's still, you you take a flyer on the guy because mm-hmm. you don't go ahead and, and risk one of your prime picks. You have something there. You want to give him a shot, fine. But really, I see Odell as a, you know, a, a bi-week, you know, fill to go ahead and fill him in if for, he's for a matchup. If he's healthy. If, yeah. He can prove me wrong and start right. just dominating the first five, six weeks. I just don't see that happening. Yeah, I can't remember the last time he had any good significant stats to your point yeah, there. Yeah, the Super Bowl. And then he <laughs> and then he blew his ACL or whatever, and he hasn't been in the game since. And all of a sudden, you're going to come back with better? No. You're going to come back, and you're going to be slower. You're going to be asked to be more of a slot receiver. And he's not known for that. He's not that guy. He wants to kind of – he can't outrun anybody anymore. And he's not going to be the guy down the middle. Right, right. Well, guys, that's the good and the bad for the upcoming fantasy football season. But what about the sleepers, Johnny? Let's dig a little deep on this and let's give the people what they want when it comes to sleepers. Who are your sleepers for the upcoming season? The people that are not necessarily, people aren't talking about them just yet, but they should be looking out for them. Yeah, when it comes to sleepers, you're talking about a player who's being overlooked, but will outperform his average draft position, okay? So, for me, one of the guys I got here. Okay, let me give you... Give me your number one first. Okay. Go, go well, well one. I'm going to go through this right here. This is okay. one of these guys here. I don't have any particular order for okay. me, but it's just going to be the guys that I'm referencing that are kind of like the sleepers. So, gotcha. this guy, 
he outperformed his ADP, which is the average draft position, the last seven seasons. All right. He was one he was what with one of the worst offenses in football last year and is now on a top five offense that has a desperate need for a number two receiver. And now they have that. He had 121 targets last year and in a, a terrible, terrible offense, which was top 20, by the way. Okay, you know who that player is? That player is Brandon Cook. Brandon Cook has been this guy. I don't understand Brandon Cook. He travels to different teams. And he just does what he, he was with, with the, the Rams. He was on point with the Patriots was on point, not in the Super Bowl, but he still, he produces fantasy wise for every team that he goes. And he was on the terrible Texans and still produce. Okay. I don't understand why this guy doesn't stay long-term any one team, but he produces everywhere he goes. So don't be afraid. Nobody's looking at Brandon Cook. He's playing the, the Cowboys now. He's a number two in a high powered offense. Now I can't stand the Cowboys, but the Cowboys like to throw that ball. They're going to rely a little bit on Pollard this year, a little bit more. But still, in, in a, in a high-powered offense, it's going to be Lamb and Cook. So, you know, when you're listening to this show, I know sometimes we like to agree, disagree. We like to uh, iron some things out. There's sometimes that we, we agree on things. Okay. As far as Cooks, I personally drafted him in previous years. I believe in Cooks, and I believed in all that. However, I feel like sometimes time runs out. And I feel like, especially for somebody like Cooks, I think his time has run out. I don't think that he's going to have that kind of year that uh, that I think. And I, and I wish he would because I really like the kid. But I don't see that happening this year. So in this case, I do want to disagree with you. Guys, if you're listening here, go ahead and, and don't listen to what Johnny said there. X that out because I don't see Cooks having that year okay. with the Cowboys. Yeah. I just, just, just being like, look, we agree, we disagree. But on this one, I can't agree with you on no, that. No, I'm going to have a beer while I listen to whatever nonsense player you have. Okay. Because for one, Cook has always produced everywhere he went. But go ahead and, and tell and me. That's what I'm saying. It's this time around. Tell, tell me who your okay. sleeper is. The, the, the sleeper that's been sleeping since last season, no pun intended, is going to be Deshaun Watson. This guy's ranked Sean number. Watson. Yeah, l- listen, he's ranked number seventy-three out of the top three hundred in ESPN. But the reason why he's a sleeper is because you're going to be able to get the team you need, running back, tight end. You're going to be able to stack your team, and you're going to be able to snatch him in the seventh, eighth, ninth round. And that's going to be a steal for what's going to be a top five quarterback this year. You heard it here in the Florida Man Show. Top five. Uh, a guy that you can draft in later rounds. You, you took a little bit of my fire earlier, Johnny, with Nick Chubb. That's why I was laughing because Nick Chubb is going to have a breakout season. We mm-hmm. definitely agree there. And that's only going to help Watson in his first year as a Brown. Uh, you're only as good as the talent around you. And Watson will have the Pro Bowl season for the Browns. Uh, when you talk about a chip on your shoulder... Watson will embody that meaning this year. And he's going to play with this resurgence that's going to make you look like, like, like by week five, you're going to be like, wow, Christian was right. Deshaun Watson. No, I, I can only reference him as a sleeper based on all the, the court battles he's been having. But other than that, I, 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 don't, I don't see him as a sleeper. Watson. Watson, it's like you, you could have said that last year and you're going to say it again this year. And if he doesn't have a, a, a decent you know, year this year, you're going to tell me he's a sleeper next year. Listen, Watson, he had, he had too much time away from football. And when you're asked to lead the team, you can go ahead and take some time away from football as a running back, a receiver, tight end. But as the quarterback, as the quarterback designed to lead one of the worst franchises in football, you're expecting Watson to go ahead and just... No, Chubb is going to have a great year. He's going to go ahead and do what he... Surpass what he did last year, which was impressive. But Watson's done. You know who's not done? You know who my next pick is? Okay, I'm going to give you more. I like to kind of flirt with it a little bit. So he was... Top five in his position last year, okay? 
plays for a heavy pass offense. He didn't lose any offensive players, plays for a coach who likes to sling the ball. Now, who's that player? A, the real sleeper quarterback position, Geno Smith. Okay, Geno Smith, I wrote him off. I couldn't stand this guy. This guy got drafted by the Jets. It was a joke. Went to the Giants, joke. And I wrote this guy off, okay? He was not even worthy of a mention with those two teams here. But, man, with Seattle and Carroll, he's been humbled. He, he And this year he's going to show that it wasn't a fluke. He led the league in completion percentage. And for me, that's the most useful stat to determine if you're good or great. Threw for 30 touchdown passes. Now, it's, it's something to – here's a stat that should matter to you. Geno Smith threw the ball in the end zone more than any other QB last year. More than anyone. He threw the ball in the end zone 52 times. Now, that matters fantasy-wise. It should matter to you because when they get that close, they're not looking to run the ball. Okay? As we, we know that Pete Carroll you know, doesn't like to run the ball even if he's on the one-yard line. But you, it's, that's what you yeah, want. <laughs> you want you want from, from a, a, a quarterback is when you're that close not to hand the ball off, throw the ball. Geno Smith, top five QB you can get in round eight, nine, or ten. Okay? Geno Smith, sleeper that nobody's talking about. If you're they answer this question, because I only have one question when you're with that with that one is is how is he you said he was top five last year? Yes. How are you a sleeper when you're a top five last year? Because he still is, because nobody when I even mentioned what did I when I said Geno Smith to you. You didn't think, like, I guarantee you, like, yep, yeah, you're right. Most I was people thinking about drafting him in the third round. I'm no, just kidding. Most, <laughs> most, no, most people don't even think of Geno Smith as an elite quarterback because you shouldn't. Right. But then the last year happened, and kind of, wait a minute. Listen, when you match a quarterback who's been humbled with a the, the right coach, and for whatever reason, Geno Smith, Pete Carroll, that combination just works. And you saw his he, – he led the league in completion percentage. Accuracy matters. You know, these QBs who come out of college, even the number one overall picks, a la your boy Winston, who can has a great arm, those are things. But if you're throwing picks, if you're not throwing with accuracy, you're not going to be in the league long, or you're going to be in a backup. So Geno Smith was humble, got his chance, and he proved why he he's needed gonna... LASIK surgery, Johnny. <laughs> yeah, he needed LASIK whatever, surgery. Whatever he needed. <laughs> whatever he needed, he got. But Geno Smith is the real sleeper QB, not Watson. Well, I, I was with you until the last sentence just now because the bigger, the bigger folks, sleeper, when it comes to quarterback is my number two pick here, and that's Kenny Pickett. He's even a bigger sleeper in the rankings. This kid is 182nd out of the top 300 in the rankings. The Pickett to Pickens hype is real. I'm going to say that again. The Pickett to Pickens hype is say, real. Say it again. You heard it here first. Pick, I know you want it. Oh, Pickett to Pickett? Pickett yeah, pick I, I know you want it. Pick, I know you want it. it. You said Pinky Pony? I know you want it. <laughs> I know you, it's going to happen. This kid is oozing with breakout potential this year. So confident in Pickett this year that you could stack your team with talent and still get what I believe would be a bona fide starter at QB for your team in the later rounds of your draft. So think about that for a second when you're thinking about a sleeper. You're going to get a top 10 this year, top 10 quarterback in the later rounds, beyond the 10th round even, if you wanted to. And by the way, the reason why I picked this one for you, Johnny, is, and we'll talk a little bit more about this in the podcast, but you, I know who you drafted. You know who I drafted. And I want to let you know because I care about you. Your your, you know, your team sucks, right? So he's available right <laughs> oh, now okay. on you. our Thank free you. agent wire. So you heard Thank it here you. in the podcast Thank first. You. I'm giving you an option. Pick up a quarterback because you, you need you. one. So this amazing sleeper that Chris is talking about, Bam. he is so good. 
And he was such amazing that he didn't even pick him up on his own squad. So that's how amazing he is. So I was like, hold on. Hey, Johnny, he's available for you to pick up. But I, So you can pick him I up. I purposely listen, did that for you. Listen, Dude, small, I feel so bad about thank, your team. Thank you. Small yeah. hands picking is, is not going to do anything this upcoming year. It's Listen, he's going to be – he's going to get his shot. And um, I don't expect much from him. Uh, wow. he, he, he was a, a decent quarterback. In Pitt, he went to the University of Pittsburgh. So he's a hometown kid. It's a good story. But listen, he's not Roethlisberger. It's not happening. He's, he's not going to have any flashes. Expect a lot of turnovers this year from your sleeper over there. I expect the Trevor Lawrence renaissance. Oh, yeah. So yep. thinking, okay. Okay. But really, I know what you're thinking. Okay, Johnny, you're brilliant. Okay, but give, <laughs> that was a genuine. That's, that's, that was a genuine. That's laugh. what you're thinking. Okay, but give me a guy no one's heard of that will come out of nowhere. Okay, okay. thanks for your compliment, Chris. Yeah. I shall oblige. Okay, <laughs> here you go, Jaden Reed. Okay, the Green Bay rookie wide receiver. Okay, Green Bay has a passing attack that is wide open after Watson. Okay, Watson's their guy. Reed will be a starter immediately. Number two. He's a good fit with this offensive system. Has a strong lower half and yards after catch ability. Yep, he should allow easy completions for Jordan Love with the talent to do something with the ball afterwards. Listen, you have these young guys trying to prove himself. You have the deep threat in what we're talking about with Watson. And then you have to go ahead the slot receiver and read that's going to go with those yards after catches, short little dump passes that you're going to get all year from Jordan Love. Jordan Love is going to have a decent year this year. He's going to have a good year. He, Jordan Love is, is, you can argue, is a sleeper himself because nobody really thinks much of him. But don't sleep on this Green Bay Packers team. Okay, they got mm. rid of Favre and didn't think about it because they knew what they had in Rodgers. They let Rodgers go because they know what they have in Love. And what I've seen in the preseason from Love, he's pretty good. But I'm telling you, Reed is the guy that you think, like, okay, what's going to happen here? They, have a, they had a good connection in the preseason. Reed, grab him at the end of your drafts. Okay, he's worth a stash. Hold him to see how this Packer offense unfolds. He can easily be a weekly flex play that pays huge dividends as long as, you know, you go through this fantasy season. But Reed is that sleeper that nobody really knows about. You're welcome. You do know, Johnny, that rate, uh, Jay, you said it was Jaden Reed, right? Yeah. Yeah, Jaden Reed got cut today, part of the 53-man <laughs> roster, just so you know. Nice he's, he's, such a, he's, such a, he's such a sleeper. Dude, nice check. Try. He just got cut. You oh, yeah, that? he just got cut. <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of stashing, I love the word stashing, right? Tampa Bay, I'm always going to bring it back as Florida man. And Tampa, you know this if you're a diehard Buck fan, but you got to stash Trey Palmer, wide receiver for Tampa Bay. When Randy Moss says that the Buccaneers got the best wide receiver in the draft, when Randy freaking Moss says that you stole him, you know you got a good one. And as we know, we are known for having the injury bug at the wide receiver position. It already happened. So he's already the bona fide third option. He has the Baker Mayfield connection. They connected during the during the preseason, which, by the way, Johnny, I love how you bring up the preseason on your previous pick, and then you want to say that that preseason games don't matter. But I digress. Uh, I, I'm talking about digress. As an afterthought. I digress. You're not going to regret it. Stash Trey Palmer on your team. The kid's going to have a very good year, and he's a sleeper for sure. Okay, sure. Whatever you say on that. Who's throwing him the ball? You know, you have Baker Mayfield throwing him the ball somehow. That's like Jordan Love throwing the ball. Yeah, no, Jordan Love. Oh has, boy, Jordan Love, dude. No, 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 no. Okay. Baker Mayfield yes. has had his opportunity to go ahead and show what he can do, and he's failed miserably every time. Jordan Love finally is going to get his opportunity. He looked good in the preseason. I'm just saying, like, that's what you want. He they gave him the time to play to see what he can do, and he looked good. So I'm like, okay. And his primary connections were with Watson and Reed. 
you know, so, and, and his tight end, he liked pretty, pretty, uh, pretty good as well. But Watson and Reed, Reed is somebody to where nobody's drafting. And it's, it's Jordan Love is going to depend on those short little dump passes, those little three, four yard passes that he wants his guy to take 15 yards. Those are the stat builders. Those are the ones he'll throw a deep once in a while to Watson, but you're going to get production from Reed. So, and this is a guy you can pick up probably with your very last pick. Nobody, nobody knows this guy. So pick him up with your very last pick, your second to last pick, and then when you're in the playoffs, you send me an email and say, Johnny, thank you. Well, you are amazing. Well, to your to your to your point, amazing Johnny. What we need to do is we need to write those names down. We need to keep them as the season progresses to see who had the better sleeper pick between Palmer and your boy. That's all That's, I'm saying. All of my picks oh, are going to be on point. Every single one. Right. All of my predictions are are accurate. So my top picks, my my avoid picks in the early rounds. And my sleepers, you're going to discover just how much of a genius I really am. And I'm incredibly humble. Incredibly humble? Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, Transition Johnny is incredibly humble. Listen, all I want to know, all I want to know, just honest question on the draft, uh-huh. right? As far as, because we, we, we had our draft, right? Can I ask you a question? When we had our draft, and okay. we had, we were full of like 120 fans there, right? All these 120 people there. We had a vote on who drafted better. Can I ask you something? Who won that? Who, what no, no, no. are you who talking won? about? You're talking about that. Okay, our draft was was fun. We did a live draft. You know, shout out to Lorenzo to go ahead and, and set it up that way. So so you're talking about there was a vote that who won the draft? What, what, was I there? Yeah, well, yeah, you were there. You were the one getting booed, and nobody even clapped for you, actually. You got who, destroyed. Who, who, it didn't really matter what happened there because nobody's going to sit here and be like, hey, you had the best. It doesn't really matter. Uh, last year, I think on our, our app, it had me ranked last, and it had you ranked first. This year, how did ESPN rank you? Uh, I don't keep up with that stuff. Okay, I'm pretty sure it ranked you as, <laughs> as, 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 as first, okay, or second, and had me like last, second, last. So, whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't want to know what ESPN has to say. Okay. Let's, let's, let's grade. You're talking about what the guys. Let's grade, the, let's grade each other. The guys already graded us and said my team's better, but let's grade each other. I'll let you okay, go first. Okay, you're, 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 you your, your team yes. is a solid C. Plus. A God, solid no. C plus. I, I dare, I dare you, I dare you, Johnny, to come out of your shell here and say something positive about my team. I want to hear, I want to hear something positive about. Listen, my team. a C plus is a passing grade. <laughs> a C plus will get you a diploma. It'll get you a degree, and you can go ahead and. Work. I don't know what your problem is. You're welcome. I don't know what you're talking about here, but your your starting QB is Deshaun Watson. Okay. Deshaun Watson, sleeper. Yeah, he's a what sleeper. In, in, the court, in, in the courtroom, he's okay. a sleeper. Oh, you know, but in, in in the in, in the NFL field, like what? Like Watson? That's too big of a question mark. And and this is the Cleveland Brown. Like you're a Cleveland Brown, you want to sit here like, what has he shown me offensively? That's going to go ahead and just sign out there. Najee Harris. That's Chris's other uh, wide receiver. I mean, should be running back. Running back, yeah. Najee Harris, the guys who drafted him, like myself last year, I think I drafted Najee's second or third pick. Such a letdown. Such a complete and utter letdown. He was just flat. He wasn't even injured for most of the year. He was just terrible. So all of a sudden, when you talk about running backs, young running backs, you see a progression. It's it's a it's a mountain you see. When you see that dip, rookie year going up, sophomore year going down, typically that doesn't go back up again. So I don't see much from Najee Harris. One of those picks I thought about telling you guys to stay away from was Pierce, the Houston 
running back here. Now, what round did I draft him though, Johnny? Okay, well, I'm just mentioning your team. Oh, uh, okay. So I'm not. I said, stay. I'm not telling you to uh, whether God. he was. I'm. Just, I'm just going over your team. You talked right. to me about right. it. Right. Pierce is somebody who's like the worst offense in football, and you got Pierce. I guarantee you, Pierce will not finish the season as a starter. Or they're gonna do the split backs. They're gonna do something else. Houston is a mess. So to go ahead and put him in there, good luck. Now Chase. Chase is legit. Threat is one of those top guys there. That's the best player on your team, no doubt about it. Chase out of the Cincinnati. Hey, he's going to get you some points there. Wilson, coming out from the, the the Jets. This is the New York Jets. And you guys have all can, this. Be, before before you give me your opinion on Wilson, can you take your hatred for the Jets out and give me your, your honest opinion on Yeah, I'm taking, okay. my, I'm taking my hatred okay. out there. Okay. The Jets are overrated. <laughs> the Rodgers is going to have the same type of year that Favre had with the Jets. Wow. And this is something to where I'm like, you know what? Jordan Love is going to have a better year than, than Rodgers this year. And we'll talk more about that in tomorrow's show. But mm. still, I don't expect much from the Jets. There's going to be overrated and it's going to be this disappointment. The Jets are used to losing, but now they have hope. And I'll be enjoy watching that hope get crushed and crumbled. So I don't expect much from Wilson. Now, Engram, I do like. That's your tight end out of Jacksonville. I like him primarily because you asked for advice, and I said that's the guy to go ahead and take. He's going to have a good year with Jacksonville because Jacksonville high-powered offense. And Engram and Lawrence had a good connection last year. They're going to continue that there. So I expect a lot of good things here from your tight end there. So um, ultimately, that's that's – then you have Godwin. Godwin – is a hasn't been good since his knee knee injury that he had there, and then you're gonna go ahead and, and um, upgrade him from Brady. Oh, excuse me, not you know upgrading him. That's the damn sure you're not oh, happening there. Ha, ha, you're having a significant oh, downgrade from Brady to Baker Mayfield, and you expect some type of production from that. Good luck. So I. I I'm going to change my grading because since you want to be... <laughs> Why oh, are you going to change oh, it? Because, Why are you because, change it? because I was mean to you. I, I think, I think, I think a C plus is atrocious. I think that's horrible. I think, if, and, you know, hopefully once we get our Twitter going and all that, or our X, excuse me, we get our X going, we're going to post our calling, teams. I'm still calling it Twitter. Okay, well, once we, when we do that, we'll get some real grades and real voting. But I'm going to give you a D minus. Is a D minus passing D-minus. in school? Is a D minus passing? Hi, so this is like a hater. You, you, <laughs> didn't, you didn't have, like, in his notes here. I was he, trying he, to be... I was trying to be D minus, but he's so mad. I was trying to... I was to, trying to be no. subjective and actually give you a real grade, but then you go with your fake news, give me a not, C plus. I, and my explained, team, I explained why it's a bona fide A. A minus if you want. No. Anyway, that's, I'm, that's, I'm gonna that's give, not objective. You're gonna at all. D minus. And here's why. Number one, you have no reliable starting running back. None. Mm-hmm. Well, we're, we're gonna name one, but you have none. Your wide receivers are either A injured or B unproven. Fact. You first drafted QB is Jared Goff. Who wins a league with Goff as their starting quarterback? It's ridiculous. Pickens will have a better season, by the way. I know we talked about that earlier. If you want to, you know, pick him up on the way. Anyway, just sort of that. Your kicker's name is Dicker. <laughs> Literally, Kelsey and Dicker will lead your team all season. A tight end and a kicker. <laughs> that's 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 going to be your leading scorers uh, okay, in ahead, your team. Go ahead. Okay, and and yeah. just again looking down the line, I got to tell you this: your team name, which is going to change. Is how will you rob Johnny this year? In reality, your team name should be you robbed yourself this year. And that's just the truth. If you look at your team, like I'm just subjectively looking at it, you can't go wrong with Kelsey in the first round. You drafted Kelsey. I'll give you that. But here, just real quick, wide receivers, you're talking about Calvin Ridley. We talked about him. St. Brown from Detroit. We talked, well, we didn't talk about him. We're talking about him tomorrow. But again, talking about those injuries. You've got your running backs, Johnny, Pacheco, Gibson, and Hubert. Like, your best option was Hubert, and you ended up getting him in the eighth round. 
your team on paper is a D minus. Sorry okay. to say. Thanks. Thanks for that. Sorry outstanding, to say. Sorry outstanding to say. Uh, evaluation there. Um, listen, for, for my team, like anything else, you guys, you guys go into your draft with a plan. And what Mike Tyson, what was your Mike, plan? Mike Tyson, what was your plan? listen, Mike Tyson, I always just say like, yeah, you come in with a plan until you get hit in the face and then that things change. So I had a plan and it ultimately you got hit in the face. Still, That's what it's, happened. It okay. still, it still worked out just fine. But however you draft guys, remember something that you live and die on the waiver wire. So no matter how your draft went, good or bad, or how you expected it to be, just pay attention to that waiver wire and it's that's that's going to make or break your season. Be careful with those trades. Is we I'm in a in a league where a bunch of women who are scared to do trades, and then you have some other people who are just trade crazy. You know, so just be careful with what you're doing there. But with my guys, it's fine. Listen, St. Brown out of Detroit had an outstanding season last year. 1,100 yards, 106 receptions. You know, eight yards per catch and you know, six touchdowns and missed so, a few games. Yeah, you missed a few games. I'm like, mm. okay, you you. With the exception of Tua, because that was something that we haven't we haven't seen. No, with the concussion thing, right. it's not something that you know we've seen in football. But injuries are a part of football, so you can't sit here and worry so much about oh injuries this and that to a point when you're talking about any other position, with the exception of running back. So you look at these players. You see what's happened, and you hope for the best. Unless there's something nagging injury that's been progressing in the offseason, you don't worry about that. Scared money don't make money. So you can, go ahead can, and do your can, thing. Can you explain on drafting Goff as your starting quarterback? Uh, you Goff is going to have the best season ever right oh now. Oh, okay. my Listen, God. Listen, Goff's, Goff's best season was in 2018. Okay, he, had, oh he threw for 4,600 yards, 32 touchdowns, you know, only 12 interceptions. This guy is a good quarterback. He did that under a really good offensive line. This year, Detroit's O-line is projected to be number two overall behind the Eagles. You know, the backfield of Montgomery and Gibbs, they're not Todd Gurley all of the Rams, but it's a solid running game, outstanding offensive line, and they're going to throw that ball to St. Brown. Johnny, Johnny, what's Detroit's biggest problem? Um, That they play in Detroit. No, that they're the Lions. And you've got two of them, bottom line. I can't Listen, believe that. Do you see the you watch the same football games? Do you see the oh, last eight games for Detroit? Oh, I do. Detroit went off. This new coach has really changed the culture in Detroit. They almost pulled off a playoff run. They almost pulled it off there. Just they ran almost out of games. Almost doesn't cut it. Yeah, what I'm saying is that they're they're trending in the right direction. Golf with this the 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 offensive coordinator and the head coach, they really have something going. You can have a good quarterback that just doesn't mesh right with the head coach, and you have calamity. And then when you find a, a, a good quarterback with the right coach, you see what happened. And I think we found it here with Goff and his quarter and his and his uh, um, head coach. So this year, I expect big things from Detroit, especially fantasy wise. That's why I have their quarterback and their wide receiver. Now I picked up Goff. What? Ninth round, so it's something where I'm like, all right, that's that's fine. That's that's why you get high value. Ideally, oh. what I wanted, what uh, ideally who I wanted, Geno Smith was somebody that I wanted um, as as a late pick, but that was already taken a few picks before me. Then uh, Tua, somebody that I definitely want, I'm very high on Tua, but I had some jerk named Lewis that picked him up for no reason and just has him there and holding him hostage. So 
I, the next option for me was golf. I, I got to tell you one thing that is impressive about your team. You got to give credit when credit is due. You're probably going to be the first person in fantasy history that their tight end and their kicker are both the highest scorers on the team. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome to see. Now, speaking of Lewis and speaking of our league now, let's take a look at the whole league. I know that they're listening right now. So tell me, what did you like? What didn't you like as far as our teams are concerned? And not the teams. In, in general, a couple of things I don't like. I don't like that our commissioner went ahead and set up the league. He sets up, sets up the draft like when there's still a game left. Anything can happen. You know how pissed off I'm going to be or anybody will be. So you set up a draft, and then your, your, your second or third round or, God forbid, your first round pick goes gets injured in the last preseason game. Who sets up a draft before the last game is played? You want a fair draft so there's no issues, there's no injuries in play. And that, that's the first thing that my, my uh, what did uh, Peter Griffin, what grinds my gears. That's what grinds my gears primarily with Lorenzo and how we did it. Thanks a lot, Lorenzo. For, so, for so, so when should he have done the league is the question. When should we have started this? Well, the season starts next Thursday. Right. So uh, either Sunday, Monday, or Tuesday of next week would have been perfect. It would have been set up on that. But you know what? It's fine. It, it's, you know, he's um, irresponsible. And so it, it's, 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 I'm going to let that slide. If you hear it's, that low, if you would have started next week, you would have had a better team is what he's saying. I got you. I got oh, you. Yeah. Respect, respect. Yeah. I got that. At the end of the day, that's, that's <laughs> my, my primary gripe that that happened there. Secondly, the most importantly is something that Chris and I noticed. And Chris talked about it a little bit. We have our boy here, went ahead and showed up. And then he brings some other guy to the league, and that guy doesn't exist. That guy wasn't there. Chris, what's up with your boy there, Quinn? And 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 showing oh, up. Oh, you mean you mean speaking about my pet peeves, Johnny? You mean what what, what I Yes, yes. I find it a pet peeve that not only it's like proper etiquette, right? That when you have a draft and the draft is in person in fantasy football, and you're the last part, you're the first. You just got added. It's your first year. You show up to the game. You show up to the draft. And you're a no-show. Now, let's talk about insult to injury on that. When we are drafting, we got to do a drawing. The Viking, he knows who he is. He gets to pick. And then he gets to pick for his boy right after him. And then after him, it's me. Collusion? Yeah, 100%. This is something to where he drafted. Then he drafted for his imaginary friend. <laughs> and it's like, what? And, and, and certain things didn't really match Does he even up. exist? Do you this, know? This, this is what I think. I think Quinn... Went ahead and just paid two entry fees. <laughs> and he's, he's such a terrible fancy football player that he's like, you know what? I'm going to give myself the best chance to win. I'm going to go ahead and bring in my friend that has almost the identical name I have. <laughs> and so it's like, what? What's it? What's it? What's it? Now I'm not going to, don't worry about it. It's almost identical with the, the almost so, identical because he has like three Spanish friends. So he's like, he panicked and needed to go ahead and figure out who it was. Oh, yeah, so, he so, so we're talking pet peeves and highlights of our draft, what we liked and didn't like and whatnot. We talked about Lorenzo starting later on. We talked about Quinn really being two teams, right? But let's talk about the other guy in the room who had his, he had what, his bookie there? And he had his wow. like sports agent on the phone. I, I, He's like a, like an NFL God. draft room in his own little area. And then guess what? Like three or four different times, this guy he goes past his time. I, I don't know if you guys have some of the characters that we have in our league, but you know we mentioned a few of them. You have the the guy who shows up with the buddy he brought into the league, and the guy's not there. He's drafting for him. For me, it would have been we draft for that guy all kickers, and then he can figure yeah, it out. That's what he gets. But it's still that didn't work out that way. Then you have our commissioner with his shenanigans constantly. Now, my team name that Chris mentioned, you know, like, yeah. If you guys understood how 
I've been robbed and, and, and abused over the years of constant championships. That's another story. I, I don't make excuses. Go ahead. Yeah, but anyway, because Chris <laughs> has yet to win a championship. Uh, but okay. the, 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 news, the champ here, yeah, he, he did win a championship yeah. back in 2006. Oh, something man. like that. I think, I think, <laughs> you remember it, baby. You remember that championship. There's a statute of limitations. But still... Now, we're talking about our, our, our boy there, Krishna, who every pick that came in, this guy got his phone out and made a phone call to his agent, to his GM, called and whoever. And he had his bookie there. He had his bookie. And, and then brought in a guy. I, I thought he was part of the, the league. But no, it was somebody else. So he had somebody live there giving him advice. And then he brought, he went and called his, you know, whether it's, you know, somebody he's paid for in Vegas or whatever he's doing there. So it's absurd to sit here and watch. What makes it worse is that he's probably going to finish close to last. <laughs> like he did last year. So he spent $15,000 in uh, just advisory fees. <laughs> and, and he's still going to finish in the bottom of the league. So it's an interesting. What I find, what I find is that, because I, I love this guy, right? I talk to this guy like every like other day about football and all that. And I remember like just a few weeks ago, he was like, Oh, I've got a foolproof system. <laughs> it's not going to fail. I'm going to win it all. And here we are. And you, the clock ran out. People had to pick over him. Listen, it's a foolproof <laughs> system. He went ahead. He has one of the GMs on the line there from one of the NFL teams getting advice. He brought in an older cat that's going to go ahead and give him tons of advice. Really nice guy. So, But still, at the end of the day, it is interesting to see the amount of characters we have. We have our commissioner who's still who drafts at least minimum four players from his favorite team, no matter what. It just doesn't matter. So you still, How many Raiders did he draft this year? Listen, last year it was like seven. You know, so, so this year he, he, took, he took some time off. He still drafted the former Raider in Carr. He still oh got Renfro. He still got a couple guys. So he has about four players from the Raiders. God. Still, it's just you have to let go of your fanhood and just focus on the best possible players available. Forget about your favorite team. Chris and I all have favorite teams. Chris... He took that flyer this year finally, but Chris has been guilty of that in the past. But this year, if I'm not mistaken, you only have one one Buccaneer, right? Well, yeah, and, and I, and I want to thank Lorenzo too. I mean, arguably over the years, we're, we're definitely way too old to be playing this game that we love so much. And, you know, definitely I, I give 100% to Lorenzo. He is like the, literally like the second best commissioner we've ever had. And that, that, that says a lot. Like he's number two, you know, that's awesome. So. Yeah, we've, we've had, what, three commissioners. We've had, of course, Lorenzo, you've had yourself. And I think one year we let so some random hobo go ahead and run it. So it's still it's <laughs> that's what I'm competing with. <laughs> so that's that's the that's the, that's the, that's the bar. The bar set high. The bar set oh, really man. high. But at the end of the day, it's a lot of fun. We hope you guys got some type of insight from the from the players and what we're kind of figuring out. There's different types of philosophies for for uh, drafting fantasy wise. You know, for me, it was you know receiver heavy. Secondary things are, are running backs. Uh, Chris went ahead and did the opposite end here. So for me, it's it doesn't matter how you do it. Just pay attention to that waiver wire. That's really important throughout the year. And uh, and best of luck to everybody there. Absolutely. Everybody listening, just go ahead and, and continue to follow us. While we're not going to have a primary fantasy show like this, we're going to be constantly talking about this and kind of going over week by week who are the picks here, where are the teams, you know, who you want to pick up in the waiver wire during our shows when we go through our yeah, NFL absolutely. segments. We'll add that as a bit, absolutely. So um, starting tomorrow, we are doing an, uh, another show. Tomorrow is just going to be our standard weekly show that we Back have in place business. here. So, But we hope you guys enjoyed the fantasy show, and uh, we'll go ahead and catch up with you guys tomorrow. 
Let's go. See you guys. Thank <laughs> you.